Are you tired of your job or are you just tired of your boss? Here's what you need to know to get rid of your frustrations at work. Welcome to Adulting, the podcast where we want to adult every day. Download episodes at adulting.tv. Welcome to Adulting. I am Harlan Landis, and I am here with Miranda Marquette. How are you doing, Miranda? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing great. We're getting into the spring. This is great, and I'm excited about this. So let's talk a little bit about the frustrations we have at work with your boss. Yeah, that's great, because this is a time of new beginning, and everybody's just getting ready to feel good about stuff. And, And so... You do. You want to kind of look at what's going on with your job. Why are you so dissatisfied? And one of the things they've found is that most people don't actually quit their jobs. They quit their bosses. What does that mean exactly? I think it comes down to the fact that the person who has the most effect on how you feel about your job is the person who you have the most dealings with. And a lot of the time, that's going to be your boss. The people make or break any kind of uh, any kind of job that you have. It's all about the people. You could be doing great things in your office. Uh, you could have the best job in the world on paper. But if your boss makes everything terrible, if the people in your company are horrible people to be around, then you could be doing the best things in the world, but you're going to have a miserable time. Uh, I know I've had that experience. <laughs> it really came down to these, the idea that we were doing great things, but certain people just made working there a living hell. So you had to get out at some point. And a lot of times in these cases, we don't solve the problem as quickly as we would like, and we deal with these things for a long time. Yeah, and one of the things that was interesting was a few years ago, the Society for Human Resource Management uh, published a paper that talked about bad bosses and how even more than bad salaries, they can drive workers away. And they found that 37% of workers said that their supervisor failed to give them credit when credit was due. And 23% of them said that their supervisors blamed them to cover up their mistakes, Mm. to minimize their own embarrassment. So these are issues that can really make your working environment terrible, especially when you feel like you're not appreciated. Uh, And then, of course, having a bad pay on top of that just compounds the problem. One of the things that I've seen that, that really affects the way you approach your job is when your boss will give you the responsibility for a project or some aspect of your work, but not afford you the authority to make decisions. You know, maybe that's maybe that comes down to micromanaging or a lack of trust or belief in employees, but this can be really frustrating and is one of the things that points to your boss being a jerk. And I've had this happened to me several times over the years, and it's something that I've, I've just had to deal with. And the more I understood the psychology of it, the better I was able to deal with it. But having this responsibility without the 
you know, if, if you feel you have to keep going back to your boss before you make any decisions about a project that you're responsible for, it just adds to the frustration. And the way that plays out in the end is you, you will often get blamed for things that don't go well, even though a lot of that is in some ways out of your control because you have to keep going back to the boss. One of the issues, too, is the boss that says no all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's had this experience before where the boss is like, oh, yeah, bring me your ideas. And you're excited and you feel like, oh, hey, I'm going to be listened to. I'm an important member of the team. And all of a sudden, the boss is like, oh, no. And then shoots down everything that doesn't come from them. Oh, yeah. So they want to seem like they're open to ideas, but they're really not. And they only go with what they came up with. And that can be just as frustrating as being assigned the responsibility for a project, but none of the authority to get it done. What are your worst experiences with your boss? We'd really like to hear that. So stop by the adulting community on Facebook and share some of your worst stories. Of course, we don't suggest complaining about your job or complaining about other people on social media, because that can always come back and hurt you. But we would still really like to know exactly what some of the frustrations you're dealing with. No names, no specific names. No specific (laughs) names and be as general as possible because we don't want anybody to get in trouble here, but we do want to hear these stories. So tell us what's going on. Yeah, tell us your worst boss. So, so it comes back to that. We, we've talked about, well, it matters more than your salary. Your boss can drive you away. But why does it matter? Why does your crappy boss matter? You know, People say that all the time. Well, why does it matter? Just go do your job and go home and who cares? Well, uh, we care what people think of us. I mean, that is just human nature. I mean, we want to be appreciated and we want people to see our value, especially when there's someone who makes decisions that can affect how we live our life. These are people who can fire us. These are people who can provide raises and promotions. These are major impacts to our lives. Uh, So we do want to be liked by the boss. We do want to have good relationships at work. We want to succeed. And just being being in a position where that is a challenge because your boss is a jerk just makes everything a whole lot worse. And you start thinking about, well, where else can I be in life? Is there something else I can do? How do I get out of this situation? And that can just spiral in terms of how you work. Yeah, and one of the other things, too, it's not just about how you feel about yourself, but it can be an issue of physical health as well. Uh, you're, it's bad for your, your health to be in a stressful situation if you're always stressed out, if you have all this anxiety. Your, your physical health is going to suffer as well. You won't sleep as well at night. It's going to be a problem. And according to a CNBC article, the results for my boss is killing me that search phrase is more than 20 million. So there are more than 20 million results for that because that's something that people are really concerned about. I hope to never be in a position where I'm a leader of people and and people feel that way about me. So I'm always very conscious about this and I try to be as good of a leader as possible when it comes to working with other people. Not every boss is aware 
of exactly what they're putting their employees through. Although some certainly are, and some believe that that is, you know, the approach that they take is the is the right approach. But how how do you communicate this if you're in an uncomfortable situation and you feel like your boss is a jerk? Yeah, that's hard <laughs> because nobody wants to have to go to the boss and say, "Hey, uh, there's some things that you're doing that could be a problem." Because this is the person that holds power over your financial well-being. This is the person that can decide to fire you. Then where will you be? So it's very difficult to approach your boss. And to a certain degree, it depends on what kind of boss you have. Uh, The CNBC article talks about different types of bosses and, and how to deal with them. But what it comes down to is the best way to treat your bad boss, according to this article, is to treat them like a toddler. (laughs) <laughs> you know, here we are in adulting and so you have to act like the adult and treat your boss like a toddler which basically means you know being calm being understanding and sort of steering them away when they're throwing a tantrum trying to take their attention to something else there are a lot of tricks of the trade that parents have when dealing with toddlers and dealing with a jerk boss is kind of similar yeah one of the techniques that spoke to me the most was really honing in on some improved communication. One way to do that is when you're being treated poorly by your boss and your boss is acting like a jerk towards you, take a deep breath and repeat whatever your boss is saying to you and repeat it back and say, is this what you meant? You know, just try to take the words and and put them back in, you know, in a way that You know, the way that you're getting it from your boss and say, you know, I just want to be clear, you are saying X, Y, Z. And then perhaps when the boss hears it back, he or she will have a little bit of a better understanding of how you're reacting to that particular jerky message. Yeah, I think that's a a really interesting plan. But if you're going to do it, you you need to be able to do it very calmly and without letting sarcasm enter your voice, (laughs) which for me, it can be very difficult, which is why I don't which is why I don't have bosses and why I try to avoid talking to clients on the phone. (laughs) Another thing is sometimes the best you can do is, is do your best work, make sure you can be excellent, and then document what you're doing so that your boss's boss can see that paper trail that leads to you being successful. One of the problems with a jerk boss is they'll try and take credit for everything that their underlings do. Mm -hmm. So you need to make sure that you're kind of out there, you're doing your best work, and that you have a trail of evidence that you can use to say, hey, you know, I'm doing this work and I'm awesome. And a lot of us are uncomfortable with that running out there and being like, see, look at me, how awesome I am. Mm -hmm. But it needs to be done, especially if you think that your boss is taking credit. Yeah, one thing you can do if you don't like tooting your own horn is just quietly writing down a list of your accomplishments as they happen. And that way you always have something to turn back to. Instead of getting to the point where you feel you have to defend yourself and you have to come up with some nice things to say about yourself, you already have that kind of in a more objective approach. And certainly if you ever receive any good feedback, anything positive where a client or coworkers or other supervisors give you compliments pertaining to your work, save those. Not only do you have that as justification of perhaps searching for a better job or getting a promotion, 
But looking back on those, when you feel particularly disenfranchised or annoyed by your boss, you can look back on these positive things and, and remember why it is that you're doing your job. At some point, you may even need to decide that it's time to quit. Just like the research shows, you may be one of those people that in the end has to leave the boss behind and go work in a more uh, productive and nurturing environment. That can be a difficult decision to make, that's for sure. Let's talk a little bit about some of the bad bosses we've had, some of the jerks. Is there anyone you'd like to call out? I'm fortunate (laughs) because I have had exactly two jobs where I've had bosses in my life. Well, I guess three if you count this one job that I didn't have for very long. So I've never really had a bad boss. They've all been pretty good. They've all been pretty encouraging. And I've usually almost always worked in a place where they're fairly good at letting me do my own thing. But at the same time, back when I had those jobs, they were not jobs that required a lot of huge responsibility. The job where I had the most responsibility was when I was an office manager and classified ad manager for a newspaper. Their main office was in a different city. So basically, I could do whatever I wanted. I was pretty much on my own (laughs) as long as I did my, my work. So I haven't had any bad bosses because... I when I started freelancing, I have had some doozies of clients though, who sometimes will feel like, oh well, we have to edit this because we have to edit this, and they'll tell me to do something that I've already done, and I'm like, well, how do I say this harder? Do you want me to just repeat myself in different words? And then I'll <laughs> and I'll do that. So I'll have this paragraph that basically half of it says one thing and half the other half of it says the exact same thing but in different words because somebody was like, well, in order to do my job, I have to provide editorial direction. Mm. And, and sometimes sometimes it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've had some great bosses in the past and I've had some who, you know, I think it's important to look look at this because not everybody we think is a jerk is a jerk. I think a lot of there, there's a potential here for some personality differences and for just some philosophical clashes where it might appear as if someone is being a jerk. And certainly, if you feel that way, then it's certainly as important. It doesn't matter whether, you know, objectively someone's a jerk or, or you just feel that way. And maybe you're the only one who feels that way. It's, it's always the higher level individual's responsibility to make sure that everyone in their charge is feeling good about the situation that they're in from an organization perspective. So, you know, I think before you go ahead and try to be reactive and, uh, you know, quit the job, I think it's important to just take a step back and, and look at the situation from another perspective and try to find out exactly what your boss is thinking, maybe why they're acting that way. A little empathy and a little understanding goes a long way. You know, perhaps someone's acting like a jerk because they have something difficult to deal with at home. And, you know, perhaps they don't know how to take that out and and express it and deal with it in a positive way in the workplace. And that can happen with bosses. It's not just people new to the workforce who have to learn how to deal with things, but everybody has something they have to deal with. So maybe being a little more personal and and listening and communicating will will help alleviate some of the problems that you're having. That brings us to our do-nows. What can you do now to start moving in that that direction to sort of work with your your boss? 
Well, I think one of the first things we want to do is, like we were talking about, figure out more about your boss. What what type of boss are they? And so what are some of the types of bosses that they could be? You've got different kinds, and there are lots of articles out there about that, but there are people who are bullies, you know, somebody who who takes it to the next level and is a true bully and kind of threatens and humiliates people. You've got micromanagers who always have to be in everybody's business. You have poor communicators who don't really say what they need or say what they mean. And so it's very difficult to help them and to do your work properly. Mm -hmm. You have saboteurs who try and undermine everybody's work to try and look better and doesn't really give you credit for a good job and is all about blaming you when things go wrong, but taking credit for your good work. And then, of course, you have, you know, fickle bosses who kind of don't really understand what they want or need or are very wishy-washy. And then then you have some who, instead of looking at the merits of how someone does their work, will reward people based on the friendships that they have and the relationships. That's another aspect of how a boss can be seen as a jerk. Uh, Someone who's doing great work and not getting that respect or, or appreciation as much as someone who's just kind of friendly with everybody. That's, that's one reason to look outside of your boss as well, too, and look at yourself. I think it's, that's an important piece to do right now is look at yourself and see maybe, maybe there are things that I can improve, things that will help me get along better with, with the boss. And if I'm not being treated well, and other people are, why is that? Is, is it something about me, too? Or is it something where, that I just don't agree with and, and I can't see myself changing in order to get along better with the boss? I think that that's key as well. So yeah, once you figure out what type of boss you have and how you interact with them, you need to make a plan for dealing with your boss calmly while you keep doing your best work. Uh, This is not, a lot of people are like, well, if my boss is going to do such and such, then I'm just not going to do this and we'll see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whenever you stop doing your best work, that puts you in a poor situation, especially if you're going to look for a new job later. So make sure you stick with doing your good your your best work, even as you make a plan for dealing with your boss. Yeah. And then, you know, if things aren't improving, you definitely want to put yourself in a better situation uh, where, where you can have better relationships with the people you work with. And so start looking for a new job. You know, it can be with the same company. Certainly, even if your boss is a jerk, maybe he or she is still reasonable and will understand that you're just looking for a better fit somewhere else within the company. Or you need to look outside the company and, and see what you can find. Look for recommendations from your colleagues and friends. It's all about finding the right environment for you. You don't want your job to be a living hell. and You don't want to be in a position where your boss is making life miserable for you. So we do have a question this week from one of our listeners. And the question is, no matter what I do, my boss doesn't recognize my good work. How can I get her to appreciate me more? Well, that's a good question. Um, you can't always change some people. Um, it, it comes down to finding out what the boss does appreciate. And sometimes you just have to conform to whatever it is that your boss is expecting. Now, if you have, you know, for example, I worked in these corporations where we have these annual reviews and you're supposed to discuss with your supervisor what your expectations are and, you know, go on from there. If you believe that your expectations are clear and even when you meet and exceed those expectations, your boss isn't happy, then you have a problem. So I think the key 
is making sure that the expectations are clear and then being able to communicate, listen, these are the expectations you set out for me. This is what I achieved. What more do you do you want from me? And if they want more, then that means that they're adjusting the expectations, which which isn't always fair, right? So that's something that you have to deal with and you have to expect that in some cases, not every boss is a very good boss. So they're going to move the bar and either you figure out how to play that game or you stop playing that game and move on. Yeah, yeah. and a, a, another thing to consider too is uh, some people just aren't very good at saying, hey, good job on that. They're, they're always willing to point out when you've messed up or when you could do something better, but they rarely say, oh, hey, good job. And sometimes it just takes communicating your expectations and saying, hey, uh, what did you think of, if you know you've done a great job, you know, ask your boss, hey, what did you think about this job that I did? What, what did you think about this event that I helped plan? You know, that can bring their attention to what you did right. Then they can get used to complimenting you a little bit more. You know, it's important for us to remember this as managers as well. We've got to find ways to thank people for for doing their job, even though we know that it, they are expected to do their job and shouldn't necessarily be thanked for doing just what's expected. But we do want to reach out and and offer that thanks. And from the employee's perspective, a lot of the time, managers and bosses, supervisors just don't always thank people. They don't express thanks. So on the one hand, we want to perhaps curb some expectations and don't expect to be thanked all the time for the work that you're doing. But instead, be willing to work and feel good about the work that you're doing, regardless of whether you get that thank you at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. I think that should do it for this week. Remember to check us out at adulting.tv and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review. Let us know what you want us to cover next, what you want to learn about how to be a grown-up. Join us on Facebook where we keep the discussion going and make sure you share your own stories on Facebook. And until next week, remember to act like a grown-up. Thank you for listening to Adulting. Find resources for this episode or download other episodes at adulting.tv. Thank you.